Oh, baby, baby. Notorious Essay, a.k.a. Steve Anderson, a.k.a. Respectable Truth Teller, a.k.a. Slimeball from the Gutter and the Very Depths of Hell? I guess it depends on who you ask. Welcome back. Welcome back. For anybody who listened to the last podcast, uh, Burning from the Inside, a story of corruption and bad behavior in a small Illinois town, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was informative. And if you haven't read the companion piece on LinkedIn of the same name, under my personal LinkedIn page, it's all there available, along with all the documents that I read from and talk about in the story. I hope you're all doing well. I've had an interesting weekend. It's been it's been quite interesting, honestly. You know, when you really tap into the heart of something that's real, when you tap into the heart of something that the people are feeling, that they know it and they see it and it's been on their mind day after day after day, and then finally somebody somewhere on the internet and in a obscure fashion says, hey, here's a story about all those things you were talking about. Here it is, laid out in chronological, documentary form, in an unbiased manner, and you go, hell yes. Hell yes. This is what I've been looking for. This is the brilliance of the internet for its hyper, local, and very specific topics. Because everyone and their mother has a podcast and everything, so of course, why not? It's been something. It's been real. I, I have received a lot of positive comments. A lot of people on the LinkedIn page and on Facebook and uh, through personal messages and through emails have very much welcomed this story. Uh, they're thrilled. Uh, people are sharing it everywhere. I just posted on my own page that uh, since I posted it, it's had about 1,500 or so unique views. And the podcast that corresponds to it has roughly had 100 or so similar views. So... That's roughly the percentage that was expected, and apparently it's being shared in a lot of places. So it has been it's been quite the journey. So this is gonna be a two-part episode as a follow-up to the last investigation. Uh, first of it will be personal commentary, some immediate reaction from folks, uh, comments from what I'm assuming is going to be the only response I get from Mayor Burns or someone close to them, and some other responses and some other information that's been updated about the proposed Emma's Landing development in Geneva. So, real exciting stuff. Thanks for joining. Glad you could be here. So, if you haven't uh, already, if you're here first, I would highly recommend you read the article and listen to the other podcast first just to catch up on things. But if you don't have time for that, quick refresher, 
Geneva, Illinois, city, 45 miles west of Chicago, idyllic location, beautiful place, restaurants, shops, idyllic America as you as you might picture it in a fantasy or in a travel magazine, right? We covered the mayor of Geneva, Mayor Kevin Burns, mayor since May of 2001. The primary sources for this investigation of mine were a conversation with another journalist, Jeff Ward, who covers local politics in the area, and public documents, including information from Freedom of Information Act requests, city documents, uh, email requests, police reports, and other documents sourced from the public. So, this isn't some thing I concocted in the middle of the night and decided it would be a fun story to tell everybody. It's all information that's verifiable and out there, and it's just been collected and put in one place. That's what a story is, right? Just documenting what happened. And again, if the long story short is that uh, covered a couple things about Mayor Burns' time in office, which includes uh, requests about information, things like, you know, red light tickets. He said there were none. Turns out there were over a thousand, little things like that. Issues regarding the power supply and why an agreement was entered into with a company that uh, it was in a lot of trouble. But a lot of lawsuits were brought up. It's a whole thing. Look it up. It's in the other article. Also talking about some documented uh, police reports, which includes um, a domestic incident in which the report reveals that there's been a total of five domestic calls. And then another police report, which is about uh, the mayor running someone off the road with his vehicle and flashing his badge at said people. And no charges were filed as a result of anything. These reports are merely just statements of what happened, but the primary purpose of this is that there's been, while the mayor has been mayor since, uh, 2009, at the very least, there's been documented police cases. There's been FOIA requests about improper email usage using city resources and campaigning on city time. There's questions of his personal behavior. There's real concern about safety and the wisdom of particular policy choices, including this big development project that has been so controversial. Now, I laid this information out, and for all the people who responded with positive critiques, including pointing out that I made typos, thank you, I am a human being, I do make errors, uh, I don't have an editor, I am my own editor, and I guess software is my other editor, and sometimes software tricks you into thinking that you didn't need to, you were done, and it turns out you're not, so... I get it, I make mistakes, grammatical error, typo, the Achilles heel meme, look it up, it's pretty funny. Now, other people have responded by saying that the information here is, the word I believe was fabricated and lies, and I was called sleazy for publishing said lies and fabrications. Now, I just want to be clear, right? 
To say that I'm lying or fabricating implies that the thing I'm saying is materially false and that the documentary evidence I have has been generated out of nothing to convincingly look like a police report from two different police departments from 10 years ago. So, you know, I understand I have a lot of free time, but I don't have that much free time, nor the technical expertise to even do that. Nonetheless, fabricated. Been corroborated. I was given the police reports by a source. The other journalist I spoke to, Jeff Ward, had the same police report and was able to confirm the documents of it. I did not get it from Jeff Ward. That's how I was able to confirm with Jeff Ward that it was the same police report. Now, some people have said that the uh, person I interviewed, Mr. Ward, should not be taken seriously because of a history of personal issues, including some a conviction, I believe, for something relating to his ex-spouse. And, you know, my response to that is, we, were ta- we didn't talk about that. We talked about the specific police reports. Attacking the source of this information doesn't mean the information itself is incorrect. And also what you're saying is, hey, don't look at that police report. Look at this other police report about this person who is talking to you about a police report. So, you're trying to tell me to look away from equally compelling evidence because you're upset with what the evidence says. And hey, it's human nature. Some people are going to defend people no matter what. You know, Mr. Ward has his own reputation. Mr. Ward has his own show. He does his own thing. Our communications have been very limited. And in full disclosure, I'll let you know, he didn't like Senator Michael Noland, who was a state senator from Elgin. And I worked for state senator Michael Noland back in the early 2010s. So he was critical we interacted in some circles. That's pretty much it. I interviewed him about this story, and we focused on the specific concrete documentation and his own reporting, which you can look up. So I hate to interrupt myself, but you've probably heard several uh, messages, uh, the Facebook Messenger in the background, and you know normally I would try to edit those out, but things are kind of happening really fast all of a sudden, so, you know... It's exciting. People are talking about it. It's wonderful. This is what you want. I would love people to talk about this. If you're from Geneva, if you're not from Geneva, based on what my analysis says on my LinkedIn page, and this is inside baseball for you here, folks. So, as of now, the article that I've published, Burning from the Inside, just in case you haven't read it and uh, don't know the title, let me go ahead and just uh, say it for you again. Burning from the Inside... A story of corruption and bad behavior in a small Illinois town. And a companion podcast of the same name on the Notorious SA podcast, which is this, the thing you're listening to. So if you're already here, great. Vertical integration. Making things work. Going from one step to the next. We're doing it, folks. But on a serious note. So, uh, LinkedIn, you can track, obviously, using the what magic of the internet allows you to track 
the progress of an article and as of now since I published it I've had 1536 unique views so that's fantastic thanks to everybody uh, several comments from different people uh, one person uh, quick shout out to William Page who um, had multiple comments removed by the site for bullying apparently so and also calling it fake news and apparently it was resulted in some uh, lawsuit where he lied or something like that there's a whole thing going on there if you're into gossip feel free to check it out folks it's good stuff um, thank you for everybody who commented in a positive way I appreciate it in a constructive manner and I hope you enjoyed the memes as well but bigger story here is that and it went to I just got one more view congratulations so here's the thing is that a lot of it's from the greater Chicago area but apparently we've got people checking it out in Omaha in Tucson Arizona in greater st. Louis and in Charlotte North Carolina so if you're from any of those places hello welcome thanks for joining I hope you're entertained I hope you don't get bored and I hope that this is a podcast you would actually recommend to a friend and not one you just heard about and will throw away. When you do get to party at some point when the pandemic is over, which I keep being told is soon, but maybe never, but whatever. It's the world we live in now. Anyway, it is what it is. So, uh, breaking news update for you here on the story. Um, I haven't gotten a formal response from the mayor's office. Um, I asked before the story was published, I sent correspondence to the mayor's official office and the mayor's campaign saying that I was going to be posting a story about Geneva in which the mayor is featured and if they cared to comment in which this is how it works. I would have commented on the things that I had and if he had a response to them that was his time to say it. However, I received no response and I mentioned it that and when I published it I had received no response now that's fine lots of people don't talk about stuff hey it's a pretty smart strategy just don't address it don't even acknowledge it hey is this bad for me don't even want to know it it's there blot it out of my mind out of sight out of mind irrelevant apparently it's not irrelevant apparently uh, there was an update and this is from the mayor's Facebook page. Um, there is now a pin post as of yesterday, which would have been the 29th of March, saying, and of course, I'm just going to quote here from the team. Mayor Kevin Burns to my friends, supporters, and citizens of Geneva, to forfeit the truth for personal or professional gain is the antithesis of public service. The Kevin Burns for Mayor campaign has received innumerable communications from citizens and business owners upset by the tone and tenure of materials both distributed electronically and mailed by my opponent because they know, instinctively and irrefutably, that what is being asserted is simply untrue. Geneva's reputation as a community where policy is the balance on which debate is held is being irrevocably damaged by those who will go to any lengths to disparage the good work of elected and appointed officials, professional staff, and countless citizen volunteers in order to gain a favor. While I had hoped this campaign would rise above the vindictiveness we've all endured over the course of the last few years, it is clear that there are many who would rather dance lies no matter the cost and impact on our community. 
Keep your chin up and hold your head high as the final week of this campaign unfolds. The team that values, seeks and respects the truth will always prevail. Sincerely, Kevin. Um, I know he doesn't sound like this, but I can imagine he's saying it in a voice where he is above me and uh, my very presence insults him. So he would be using his professional position to probably belittle and or intimidate me in a submission. I don't know if that's a theme, but whatever. Thank you, Kevin, for that response to everybody else. Now, I, I commented the but it's been deleted, so I'm not even going to bother to read it because um, as I'm talking to you, uh, doing this, documenting what's happening, I received what I believe is going to be uh, the only commentary uh, that I'm going to get. So, in all respect to you, the viewing public, I owe you nothing but the truth. And the truth is that the Facebook messages you've heard uh, came from a Miss Emma B. We're not friends on Facebook, but Miss Emma B lives in Geneva. If I'm correct, this is the same Emma B who uh, commented on the post on the mayor's page and said, uh, I couldn't listen to your podcast because only nine minutes or so and it's garbage. So I'm pretty sure that was the end of it. Now I've just received a response, so I'm just going to read it verbatim just because I think it's appropriate. So this is from Emma. Steve, I absolutely will continue to delete your comments. Thank you for the suggestion. My father and our family is running a campaign based on positivity and our page is reserved for promoting my dad's campaign. We do not resort to tearing others down because we are too busy promoting Kevin to be bothered with petty cyberbullying. Just because your posts aren't gaining enough traction on their own does not mean that you can use our social media to promote yourself. If people wanted to listen to your podcast, they would. And your listeners certainly won't be finding you online via Kevin Burns. I suggest keeping your hatred and judgment to your own private page or to Simonian's page. Your negativity and desperation will feel much more at home on the other side. Our target audiences are not the same. Respectfully, back off, Emma Burns. Fair enough. I responded. So after, are you commenting? as a spokesperson for the mayor's office, the mayor's campaign, or as an individual. And uh, as of now, it's been about 20 or so minutes, I have not received a response. However, uh, this may, have, may not have been shared with several other people, and may or may not have been shared with the Daily Herald, but whatever, if they don't want to comment on it, that's fine too, whatever. I'm assuming this is the closest thing that I'm going to get from Mayor Burns in terms of a statement is his post, the pinned post currently there, and this message from Emma, who I'm assuming is speaking as an individual. You know, if she's working for the mayor's campaign, is she working for the city? I don't know. I'm just a man. I'm asking questions. Is she doing this on city time? Does she work for the city? Who's Emma B? Is that his... His daughter? I guess it's his daughter. Sure. So, um, I would know if they responded in what capacity, but haven't gotten a response yet. So, whatever. So, hey, it happens, right? 
life is crazy. Life is a long, strange trip, isn't it? So, anyway, that's the that's the response I guess from the mayor's family member. So, take that for whatever you will, and the mayor's other response. But I just want to point out a couple of things here. Um, there seems to be an a couple of implications. Um, one is that what I am doing is in coordination with the mayor's opponent, uh, Tom Smonian, which it is not, as pointed out by other people on the LinkedIn page and the Facebook page, they have confirmed that this behavior is, is there. They have confirmed. They've seen it. The documentation speaks for itself. Thank you for all those people who can admit what is in front of them, honestly. It's it's not a lot to ask, but you know, whatever. Uh, other people have said that it is a uh, lie and fabrication and that this is a smear campaign against the mayor and this is funded by his opponent. I don't get paid to do this. Right? This is something I do in my free time. I'm I'm in between jobs like most people right now. And you know what? Hey, it's fine. Whatever. I'm doing my thing. Right? Uh, we are still in a pandemic, so uh, quick message to uh, make sure to get the vaccine, take the appropriate health measures, and we got some, you know, we got some work to do before this is done. So having more of an in-person feeling will come soon enough if we can just just hang tight folks but the implication that uh, I fabricated any of this information or that it is paid for by the opponent of the mayor is incorrect I do not get paid to do this I did not coordinate with anybody's campaign to do so uh, the article itself doesn't even mention the mayor's opponent uh, in the podcast I do mention that there is a that he does have an opponent who um, I would hope to speak to at some point. But again, haven't. I want you to know. People are busy. I'm sure it is what it is. Now, the idea that this information is going to be um, paid for and used in a way to smear the mayor and to call it lies is to question the integrity of my work and the information that has been presented in said work. And I, and I just want to point out that of all the criticism that's there, no one has been able to point to a specific instance of look at this fake police report, right? Or look at this fake news article from the Daily Herald that says something. I don't know, right? Just say it's fake news. Why not? It's worked for lots of people. It's all fake. It's all just there to read. But if I if I refuse to accept its existence, I can live with myself. What good is that? What good is not being able to hear real truth, real behavior? And some people will ask, why is this germane? Why is it relevant? I don't know. If any public official had been, you know, in contact with the police six times 
over probably a short period of time, uh, two of which we have documented cases of involving uh, aggressive behavior. Uh, one of them could have resulted in serious injury that has never really ever been mentioned. As if this has nothing to do with the job that he has. As if it's not relevant information. How is it not relevant? Was it relevant to Donald Trump's ability to lead? Was it relevant for Andrew Cuomo's current ability to lead? Was it relevant for Mike Madigan? Was it relevant for anybody else? Was it relevant for somebody that you are politically aligned with or relevant for somebody you're politically not aligned with? When is it relevant? When is any of it relevant? It's all relevant. All of it is relevant. Because this is the type of thing that people need to know. This is the type of information that voters need to know to make a real, informed, and critical assessment of the people that are elected to lead them. The consent of the governed is the very basis of which our republic is founded. And that consent requires trust. And that trust requires reasonable documentation of the facts and presented in relevant circumstances. This story in this podcast is all relevant. It's relevant to the mayor's ability to make decisions. It's relevant to his own community members who are afraid of him. It's the numerous people who have reached out to me saying, thank you for what you're doing, but if I speak out, he'll come after me. It's a post from his daughter and not in an official capacity, I'm guessing, or maybe it is, whatever. I don't know. This seems like a pretty home operation, so respect on that end. But what am I supposed to do with that? You can handle this like an adult. You're the mayor. You're the two-decade incumbent of a town of 20,000 people. I'm just some guy on the internet with time on my hands and an admiration for public service and an interest in politics and a dedication to truth because the truth matters you don't have to look very far in our community and our state to see people who do not trust the people around them the authority, their elected officials, because the system is rigged in their favor, or rigged in the party's favor, or rigged in the wealthy's favor, or rigged in whoever just happens to have collected the most power over time. And that means that people fear that when those people break the law and break the rules, they are not held to the same standards that we are. That if you weren't the mayor of your town, you had six different contacts with the police that it would not be relevant to what you were doing and your judgment and your character. That 
running someone off the road and paying for their vehicular damage is something that we should just not talk about. It's not relevant. As if, as the most recent update to our story is having communication behind the backs of your citizens in regards to a major controversial development that has had numerous obstacles put in place, seemingly by haphazard leadership and competence, which is the second half of the story, is relevant information. To call it fabrications or to call it lies are to say that the police department is lying and Jeff Ward is lying and the FOIA requests are lying and the emails from the city are lying and everything around us is lies and fake news and you can't trust anything. You can only trust him. You can only trust the mayor because the mayor is apparently the arbiter of truth, the arbiter of the narrative. Well, I'll have you know, sir, good sir, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Burns, and I don't know if you got this, but the title is kind of relevant to your name, Burning, your name is Burns. I didn't know if you were to make that connection, so I figured I'd spell it out for you, but if you think you can intimidate me or anybody else from telling the truth, if you can't have a reasonable conversation, when I gave you a chance, I gave you a chance to respond. If this was a political hit job, why would I have done that? Why would I give you a chance to respond before I post it? Because the truth matters. And you chose to not comment till afterwards, and not directly to me, but through some vague statements and through a family member messaging me privately and for a interesting show of support on a bridge coincidentally so that was fast wonderful good to know people like you it must feel good I hope it feels good to have people like you that much I hope it feels wonderful Because, Mr. Mayor, I'm having a great time. I'm having a fantastic time. Because all I'm doing is telling the truth as I see it. And what I see all around me is people in positions of power doing whatever the hell they want with no consequence. Everywhere. From the federal government down to the, to the mayor in a suburb not that far away from me and it just seems like all the time these people walk around as if they are untouchable as if they are above anybody else they're above the voter and the taxpayer and just any particular person they happen to cross on the street They are human beings. They are victims of the bullying and the intimidation and the fear. And
and the incidence of running someone off the road in a vehicle. Shouting that you've had a bullshit day and I will take it out on you. Taking your own pain and weaponizing it against a stranger. Against another woman. Of which there are multiple instances of this behavior occurring. You can say no comment. You can give your side of the story. But to say that it doesn't exist and it's lies. Is disrespectful to the victims. Involved in these incidents. It denies their reality. And it denies their truth. Because you seem to be avoid of the ability to accept consequences for your actions because it just assumed that no matter what happens the people will show up to the polls and throw you in with 60 65 percent of the vote and hey you know what if it works for you why not i guess the system is designed so that people like you can do whatever you want above the law and without consequence and still stay in power I guess that's the message you want to send to people, so congratulations. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. Congratulations. It's a wonderful message to send to the kids out there. It doesn't matter what your personal faults are or your responsibility is to your fellow citizens. As long as you win, that's all that matters. And as long as you win by whatever it takes, that's all that matters. And you know what? It seems to be happening all around us. But I'm not going to back down. You can delete my comments. You can delete my excerpts. But I'm going to keep posting them to all the relevant places. Because the people deserve to know the truth. I'm not from Geneva. I'm not a citizen of Geneva. They can take what I say with a grain of salt. As one should take all information look at the relevant facts look at the relevant documentation tell me what you see is fabricated tell me what you see is a lie tell me personal conduct doesn't matter and integrity doesn't matter are we really past that are we really just past letting it go because as long as people in power just deny what happens and the system works in their favor, that means it's okay? That means that the people can live in fear of the people that are in charge of them? You know, it's one thing to have strong feelings about the president or someone in a higher office because of their impact on such very large institutions and perhaps it contrast with your worldview and perhaps it's something that bothers you a lot but the idea that someone in such a close proximity to you somebody who at the very basis and the heart of our system of government of checks and balances the local government is supposed to be where 
you're going to be dealing with most of the time from your sales tax to your property tax your schools your police department your fire department the mayor's office how does that work with tourism and industry in the town and all the policies that go with it these are some of the most important things you deal with as a citizen as a resident as someone who has a voice in your government and the idea that somebody believes that they can use that position to bully or intimidate or scare people out of telling the truth does not have the stuff to do the job. Sure, they can get reelected over and over again, but that doesn't make them qualified. You've probably known tons of elected officials that keep getting reelected year after year, and you ask yourself how. You ask yourself, how do these people keep getting reelected? Because they know the system, they rely on a small percentage of people to do a lot of their legwork, and it requires a few thousand votes. And then you've secured yourself another term another four-year contract with the taxpayers and the citizens to do your job and uphold your oath of office. Generally, I believe it's something most people take seriously. But I guess a lot of people are just okay with it. A lot of people who demanded that Brett Kavanaugh not be appointed to the Supreme Court and talked about the character we have to teach our young boys and men about how to be a leader and how to have ethical conduct. Don't find Mayor Burns' conduct relevant to his job performance. That's a twist. Who'd have seen that coming, right? Intellectual consistency. Ah, oh, dang, it's just partisanship. Just partisanship. An allegation from 30 years ago is grounds to remove a Supreme Court justice, but documented police evidence from the last decade is not relevant at all. It's interesting how the human mind works in ways that make it so it's like two ships of the night just passing by. No idea that they're contradicting each other. And maybe they are. Maybe they know they're contradictory, don't care. Maybe that's just the way it is. What do I know? I'm just a guy with a podcast who some people consider notorious. The Notorious SA Podcast. Smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, I have just been provided, surprisingly, it's, it looks like it's an audio recording. Yes, it says here, uh, Mr. Burns, press conference new. It would appear that, does this look like Mr. Bur Mayor Burns has a press conference scheduled? Well, we'll see what this is. Let's take a look, folks. I'll keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. 
These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. When opportunity knocks, you don't want to be driving to the maternity hospital or sitting in some phony baloney church or synagogue. Questions? Uh, w which do you think is more important, hard work or stick to Are there any real questions? My sincerest apologies, folks. Um, it turns out this is not uh, Mayor Burns from Geneva. Uh, this is Mr. Burns, the fictional cartoon character from the show The Simpsons. The, uh, the villain of the show, kind of, Mr. Burns. He runs the power plant, super rich, kind of corrupt, all that stuff. Uh, my apologies. Should have double-checked on that one, but, you know, it happens sometimes. Whatever. All right, that's enough fun, folks. Let's get back to the main story. So, um, as I mentioned in my uh, article, um, after this story was initially published, I received an email from some concerned, uh, several emails from citizens of Geneva thanking me for putting it out and some hate mail, as I mentioned before. Um, however, somebody else reached out to me and said that, um, that I hadn't gone far enough in terms of doing some digging because it turns out that there was far more information out there about the project called Emma's Landing. So um, this person was able to provide uh, documentation basically describing that the storyline that the city of Geneva has presented in regards to the acquisition or selling of this property um, isn't fully up to scale with what the public record is showing. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to follow up with the story um, as it is at the update. So this is from a concerned citizen. Stephen, as I'm sure you are aware, the city of Geneva published a just the facts sheet about Emma's Landing, at some point they edited to change from 100 students to 10 students, despite a study that was completed by the Burden Foundation that estimated at least 36 students, in quotes. There was a FOIA request to Geneva for emails, and I added the red highlights to the timeline. You'll notice that the conversations with the Burden Foundation occurred before the city posted a notice of sale. And what I will say is that if you are curious about what this person is talking about. Um, what I've done is I've compiled uh, the city's timeline that they gave out with added information based on Freedom of Information Request Acts and emails and conversations between the Burden Foundation and the City of Geneva. So if you go to the LinkedIn article in the update section, uh, that will be on there, but this article does go into a bit more description. So it will get a bit technical so my apologies if the material isn't the most exciting, but it is important. So I'll do my best to be as cheery as possible while reading. So hope you enjoy. It's important to note that the Lewis Road parcel was deemed open space in the city's strategic plan, but had been earmarked for senior affordable housing. The city will tell you it was earmarked for affordable housing. Commissioners amended the comprehensive plan at the 
PZC meeting to change the land from open space to multifamily residential to accommodate the Burton Foundation. The attached timeline only goes until June, as the vote to donate the land was then pushed back to July 13th because we couldn't meet during a mandatory statewide shutdown. It's important to note that Miss Manning had asked for the land to be donated in January, but it was never mentioned in the March PZC meeting. Mind you, city was going to vote to donate the land during a virtual meeting in a statewide shutdown. Still, the residents had to hire a personal attorney to show that it was unlawful to do so, and that a supermajority vote was needed. This is in referring to a supermajority vote from the city council. Knowing they couldn't get a supermajority vote, Burns tipped off the Burden Foundation on the Friday. Before the meeting, the Burden Foundation suddenly had the funds to purchase the land for the lowest possible appraised value, which was approximately 80%. Ahead of the July 13th meeting, Burns published hundreds of unredacted emails to the meeting's public comment section, included names, addresses, and phone numbers. This information could have been pulled via a FOIA request, but he took it upon himself to pull all the emails and publish them, they were not sent to the public comment email. Residents got hate mail and threatened on social media. Many ended up not speaking. His intimidation tactics worked again. To give you the highlights, land donation helps increase a developer's point score through IDHA and increases government funding chances. In fact, the Burden Foundation lied on their application to IHDA. The land was donated even though Mayor Barron's held the July 13th meeting to ensure the Burden Foundation could meet the deadline for IDHA on July 14th. IDHA announced LIHTC on July 17th, and surprise, Emma's Landing was the recipient. As a reminder, the Burden Foundation bid on the land for more than 80% of the appraised value. The city even extended its deadline for application to December 9th to accommodate this delayed LOI for the Burden Foundation. Tracy Manning was at the Planning and Zoning Commission meeting three days later talking about the importance of land donation for affordable housing. Less than a month later, the city passed Ordinance 2020-06, amending the municipal code to donate property. Just one week after the ordinance passed, the Burden Foundation asked for the land to be donated, yet had no problem sending an option letter to purchase the Nelson property, only three acres for sale at $700,000 for an access point. This is because the Homeowners Association would not grant access through their land for a road to be constructed. We later found out that Jim Bergman of Iceberg Development is the one who is purchasing the Nelson property. For context, the Burton Foundation and Iceberg Development were recently co-developers for Windmill Manor in Batavia. As Ms. Manning has also stated, her husband's construction company was the general contractor Bergman will get a one-time tax credit of 50% of the purchase price, about 
thousand dollars. Now at this point, uh, there's a link to a YouTube video uh, during the July 13th, 2020 City Council meeting. Uh, the specific segment involved uh, is an attorney involved with some of the residents who asked these questions to the mayor and Mayor Burns would later spend several minutes correcting the record and puts on a dramatic show of righteous indignation to emphasize how above board he was during the entire process. What he doesn't mention is that the process of getting Emma's landing in motion is far more complicated. Below is a timeline presented by the City of Geneva with information from FOIA requests to the City of Geneva through their emails, and red highlights are added to the timeline. It paints a different picture of a more extensive contact between the City of Geneva and the Burton Foundation. And this, of course, despite 7.5 hours of public comments against it, it passed with flying colors on the City Council. Now, essentially what comes up here is just the sheet that has the added timelines that are not included in the city's version to show the extensive contacts and it is several pages full of contacts that were not disclosed and of course there are still more questions involved and again uh, this is going back into the original email which is again going to be a little bit technical so bear with me despite most states deeming the identity of interest should include spouses in their QAP. IHDA states that there is no identity of interest under their standards. Even HUD says if you use a spouse, you need to disclose. Throughout this process, it was evident IHDA wants Emma's Landing as badly as the city of Geneva. Keep in mind, Door Creek Construction was also used on these other Burden Foundation affordable housing developments. And the relationship between the Manning Fellhauer was never disclosed. Miss Manning and Fellhauer have made quite the profit over the years under the facade of a non-profit, including the properties of Sterling Family Housing, Water's Edge of Elgin, Windmill Manor Apartments, Windmill Landings, Stonebridge of Gurney, and Marison Mill. As mentioned in my previous email, Fellhauer and Burns were high school buddies, but our city attorney saw no problems with how all of this was conducted. Then again, if you've ever Googled Ron Sandek, you'll see he has quite the track record. And he is a former state rep, for those of you who don't know. And if you Google his name, you'll, you'll see what happened. We actually pay taxes to support him, if only residents knew his background. Below is the email that was sent to IHCA with supporting documentation. Other residents have opened cases with HUD, the IRS, and the state's attorney, but have not heard back. So from here, it goes on to explain in much greater detail uh, some of the conflicts that are there. So it is a lot. And honestly, I don't want to bore you too much with the details if your audio version isn't, um, if my voice isn't as soothing as it is, because this is honestly, the reason that these things happen and the reason that they're so insidious is that when it's caught up in this language of permits and agreements and emails and FOIA requests, it's very easy to feel burdened. It's easy to get lost in the paperwork and the shuffling and the disconnection. But stories like these matter because this is where some of the worst shenanigans can happen 
in local government. Is these kinds of mega projects and connections between the developers of the project and the politicians who need to approve it. This is true whether it's in the city of Chicago or whether it's in the city of Geneva or any city anywhere. This type of thing has been a consistent problem. And the fact that with all this publicly available information the mayor continues to claim this is all lies and disinformation is insulting to all the people who put in all of this work and so many people are genuinely scared of this guy they're afraid for their business they're afraid for their residence they're afraid that they'll be the next target it's unfortunate it's sad but as i just said i'm not scared mayor burns mr burns oh no i'm not scared at all the truth will set all of us free the truth is what matters and frankly your concern isn't with me this isn't about shooting the messenger to try to avoid it this is about dealing with the consequences of your actions and having you be accountable to the voters of your city clearly they've placed their confidence in you time after time would they have done so had they known so much about you would they have done so had they really known you It's a question I think a lot of politicians are afraid to ask. If I was truly honest, would they still vote for me? And many decide to not be. Many decide to bully and harass and intimidate their way in and burrow into power for as long as necessary. It is imperative that people continue to look out for each other that the citizens of Geneva deserve all the information that they can get in regards to who should lead their city and again i'm not from there you tell me about my nose out of it lots of people cover lots of stories from places they're not from but the truth of the matter is no matter how hard you try to separate yourself from the story or shut me down you will not succeed mr burns you will not succeed and i leave you with the words of the great philosopher culio and i really think he nails it here in terms of understanding what the core message i'm trying to send to the mayor here is but i never crossed a man that didn't deserve it me be treated like a punk you know that's unheard of you better watch how you're talking and where you're walking or you and your homies might be lying and chalk i really hate the trip but up in this case the lyrics to the outline in chalk being the career of the mayor which could possibly end soon. 
Stay tuned. I'm about to end this man's whole career. Done. What career? But I'm not a rapper. What yeah. career? Look. You got a point. Right, here it is. Boom. Ooh. Bam. Ooh. Bop. Ooh. Bada bop. Boom. Pow. Oh! <laughs>